That was a perfect, perfect segue to our message today. Uh, first, we're going to hear today's scripture. I do want to point out that the entire lectionary text is in your bulletin. If you want to follow along, we're not going to read through all of it. Um, but I also want to point out that I kept... So, so Psalm 23 is, is in today's lectionary, and I, I kept the King James version of the wording for that. Sometimes I just want to hear the poetry. And I know it's old-fashioned uh, with, you know, prepareth and taketh, but there's something about the language that uh, I think is just more poetic. So that's, that's why we did that, and thanks for reading that with me. And now I invite our liturgist to come and read today's scripture. The first scripture is from the first letter of John, uh, chapter 3, verses 16 to 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And the second reading is from John chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Holy wisdom, holy words. So today's message is on love. This is the fourth in a series I've been doing once a month that I call Paving Stones on Our Spiritual Path. We're all on that spiritual path, aren't we? It's part of the reason we're here today, or it's evidenced by our joining together today. And we all struggle with these aspects of what it means to live spiritually. Last month we talked about faith, and sometimes I just don't even know why I took this on, because it's, it's so beyond me. But we wrestled with faith last month, and this month, Love. And right now, there's a big part of me that just wants to scurry out the door and go, y'all figure it out. Because love, even more so than faith, I think, defies words. I could go to my safe corner and I could start talking about Cheris versus Phileos versus Agape or the Hebrew Chesed versus Ahab, and I could talk about all the different cultural interpretations of what those words mean, but it wouldn't come close, would it, to really describing love. Uh, Because 
Love can't be defined, at least not logically, not rationally. Ultimately, it does defy words and can really only be expressed in ways that go beyond words, like music, art, or prayer. Although I do think we can describe the qualities of love, uh, and I've certainly never come across a more perfect listing of those qualities than in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I think many of you would agree with me that there's just no improving on that. So that's my sermon for today. Uh, Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and love one another. You may leave. Hey, no, I I didn't mean that. Come back. Just kidding. But, But the closer we come to experiencing love, and, and many kinds of love are wrapped un- up into that. The closer we come to experiencing love, the, the closer we come to God's mystical heart, where words are irrelevant because God's love is indescribable, and all we can really do is respond by pouring out our love for God in ways only God can understand. And, and this is what Jesus came to teach us, this, this union of the beloved with the lover, because, because Jesus, more than anyone, understood God's mystical heart, and he came here to translate it for us uh, so that we, too, could understand it. Jesus understood the great mystery of love and, by his teachings, showed us what love is. Jesus began and ended his ministry with love. He took the foundation of Jewish faith, the Ve'ahavta, which is the greatest commandment to love God with all your heart and soul and strength. And he made that commandment his own. <clears throat> we heard this in the reading on Maundy Thursday from John 14. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. My commandments. And he turned that around by saying, those who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them. Love, love, love. Earlier in his ministry, Jesus made the great commandment his own by pairing it with a text from an entirely different book. Um, We know Jesus was a scripture scholar, a master of using the word of God to bring new life to others. The Ve'ahavta is from Deuteronomy. Uh, <clears throat> do we have that, the, the Deuteronomy and Leviticus? There we go. So the Ve'ahavta is from Deuteronomy, where we also get the Ten Commandments. But Jesus pairs the greatest commandment with the text that tells us to love our neighbor as ourself, which is from Leviticus. Jesus even goes so far as to say that the text from Leviticus is the second greatest commandment. Loving your neighbor is second only to loving God. So by placing these two texts together, what is Jesus saying? That we can't love God unless we love our neighbor. In fact, loving God actually means loving our neighbor. That's what loving God looks like in action. Love is a verb. Jesus said. And we heard this teaching reiterated in today's text. How does God's love abide in anyone with the world's goods who sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? 
Let us love not in words or in speech, but in truth and action. And there's a hint there, isn't there, that truth is also beyond words. Maybe truth is a verb, too, and we are known by our actions. But Jesus went even further than that. He said that loving God and our neighbor means being willing to lay down our life, our life, in the name of that love. And I can point to so many people in this congregation who've done just that, parents who've given their lives, dedicated their lives so that their children may thrive, adult children who've dedicated years of their lives to caring for their aging parents, people whose ministries may be here in Seattle, feeding the homeless, or all the way across the globe who've given weeks, years, decades of their lives to bring life to others. And I can't tell you how inspiring that's been for me the longer that I've been among you. Oh, that has renewed my, my love. But then Jesus showed us what it means to lay down our lives. He said, as we heard, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And that's what he did. But then Jesus went even further than that. In his ultimate love, he showed us, as we learned on Easter, that love never dies. If love is the foundation of Jesus' teachings, but a a new kind of love, well, then Easter surely is the foundation of Christianity. We'll talk about the resurrection a little further on in this series, I think in June, But I think it's fair to say that without the resurrection, the Christian movement would have died when Jesus died, or soon after. What Easter did for Jesus' teachings on love is show that death has no power over love, and that even the worst the world can do to us, and if being tortured, beaten, and nailed to a cross isn't the worst of what the world can do to us, I don't know what is. But love lives beyond even that. And Jesus told us that to keep his sacred heart alive, his mystical heart of love alive, long after they cast lots for his clothes, long after Mary's vigil at the foot of the cross, to keep his message, his vision, and his witness alive, we are to love one another even as he loved us. Jesus said, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Whoever does not love abides in in death. Surely he's talking about a spiritual death here. Our souls are born to love, and, and when we hate, or even if we don't love, whether whether it's a plant or a puppy, a friend, a spouse, a child, a prisoner, someone in need halfway across the globe. If we don't find a way to love, we are stunting the very purpose of our souls. So he's turned it around again. Love may never die, but even in life we are in death if we do not love. And 
even in death. We are in life if we but love. There's a mystery going on here, a a miracle. How are we to understand this? Earlier this month, Vince, uh, from he comes to First Service, many of you know him, gave a powerful sermon on science versus religion. And I was really amazed at the wisdom that he brought. In fact, I asked for a copy of that sermon. I've read it a couple times since, and I'm, I'm still processing a lot of what he said. I still have some thinking to do. So what I want to do is share a video today. It's a science video. It's, um, you may think this is a segue, and, and maybe it is, but it all comes back around. There's a, a series of videos put together by a young man who wanted to make science more accessible. Um, and so he took famous scientists and their lectures and their words and put them to music videos. Um, and I really love this series, um, which we'll watch just one of the videos, because it explores the vastness of what we try to understand through our science with a sense of wonder and a, a sense of that we don't know everything, and that that's what makes science so exciting. So let's, let's watch the video. We are part of this universe. We are in this universe. The universe is in us. Yes, the universe is in us. We are part of this universe. We are in this universe. The universe itself exists within us. We are part of this universe. We are in this universe. The universe is in us. Yes, the universe is in us. Every atom in your body came from a star that exploded. You all started us. You all started us. From a star that exploded. Look up at the night sky. We are part of it. The universe itself exists within us. We are stardust in the highest exalted way. Called by the universe. Reaching out to the universe. We are stardust in the highest exalted way. Reaching out to the universe with these methods and tools of science. Science. We are stardust. We are stardust. 
So here's the thing. Vince, in his philosophical wisdom, said, science and religion have no intersection and therefore no conflict. And I think he's right from one perspective. But I'm an existentialist, and, and that means I believe God exists at the level of existence. Within every one of us, within every cell, every atom. So if God is love, here's what I would say. Love is the intersection between science and religion. Love. If we do science, our experiments, our analyses, our explorations with love, then God is there. If our scientific exploration is filled with wonder and mystery and gratitude, then God is there. If our science brings life to others, then God is there. And it's the same for all our work, isn't it? If a teacher teaches with love, God is in that room. If a musician, an artist, a parent serves others in love, then God is serving as well. So I want to ask us to step a little outside of our zone of comfort, and we're going to sing a song together about that video with a few different words, which will be up on the screen. The choir's going to help us out. I'm going to say the first, well, choir and I are going to say the first line, and then you'll repeat it, and we'll, we'll get this. We'll get this. We'll just go with it. So, choir, will you join me? thing I promise but just as the video explained that amazing scientific concept that because matter can never be created or destroyed we are all made of stardust then what Jesus came to tell us is that love can never be created or destroyed it is always with us just as God is with us just as Jesus is because love is what matters. Amen.